Welcome to Inside Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting, a global strategy consultancy that helps business leaders seize competitive advantage and amplify growth. Inside Exchange is our forum dedicated to the free, open, and unbiased exchange of the insights and ideas that are driving business into the future. We exchange insights with the brightest minds of the day, the most daring innovators, and the doers who are right now rebuilding the world around us. The insurance industry isn't known for its early embrace of technology. As the industry continuously faces enormous challenges, technology is driving change. In this episode, we'll discuss how a U.S. InsurTech CEO founded her startup business as she takes us through the journey of successfully breaking the mold of your typical insurance model. Today, you'll hear from Join Insurance's CEO and founder, Serena Maciel. And your host for this episode is LEK Consulting's Justin Balcom. Justin co-leads LEK's insurance practice and has over three decades of experience in the insurance industry. Good morning, everybody. I'm delighted to have on my global podcast, CEO and founder of a brand new insurtech startup. Uh, Serena Macia is the CEO and founder of this business. She's been in the insurance industry for many years, has been inside AIG, Zurich, and is a board director of financial services businesses on a global basis. Her understanding of the insurance industry is significant. And today I'm delighted and really super excited and energized to be talking to Serena about her latest venture. And we're going to hear from her in a moment around her startup join. But first, let me just set the scene uh, in terms of why InsurTech is so important for the insurance industry and the part that LEK plays in that piece of the value chain. So the insurance industry for many, many years has been known for a slow, lethargic approach to the entire value chain, whether it's sales and distribution or claims management and underwriting. But it's always had the sort of connotation that processes are slow, cumbersome, and perhaps in some uh, areas, ill-defined. And over the most recent years, we've seen the prolification of insurtech startups um, and innovation around the digital imperative. And really, those two focus points have, have started to converge where insurance businesses have started to really embrace digital and innovation has started to be embraced by startups who see insurance as an opportunity to certainly disrupt parts of that value chain. And therefore, bringing together the best of digital and the innovation that insurtechs see has allowed businesses to really thrive in a very different way than perhaps times of the past when we saw the emergence of the dot-com industry. Now we're really seeing hard, fast, genuine businesses actually stay the course uh, like Join and Serena Macy's business today. On top of that, we started to also see investment from venture capital firms uh, and alternative capital businesses and private equity businesses who are really interested in helping fund and disrupt the journey. So more equity has moved into the insurtech space. And over the last couple of years, we've really seen huge growth and unicorns appear. Those really large numbers that you perhaps have seen in the press and on the media 
where investment has flowed into startups to help them really scale uh, and disrupt that value chain that, that I just spoke about. So when you bring all of that together, it's hugely exciting times for both the conventional insurance industry and indeed the digital and innovative side of the industry. And actually, the three parts are starting to uh, learn how to collaborate and coexist together uh, and, and help actually change the way in which insurance is both purchased, utilized, and actually thought about, as I referred to earlier. So the, the legacy traits of the past are hopefully going to vanish, and we're going to see a very, very different look and feel and flow uh, of the insurance industry as we move forward. And for LEK, this is exciting because as a boutique strategy firm, we can really help InsurTechs think about where they need to go next, and we can help them coexist and work with the incumbent insurers who are large organizations who actually need to think about how they bring the InsurTech content into their world and equally how InsurTechs can, can work alongside larger businesses to really scale and deliver that profitable growth that everyone seeks. So if that sets the scene, without further ado, I'd like to now bring in Serena Macia uh, and welcome her to the LEK podcast. Hi, Serena. How are you? Hey, Justin. Thank you. I'm great. And thanks for having me. No, no, not at all. So I guess what our listeners would love to hear is really the journey, uh, because, you know, you have come from the conventional side of insurance. You've seen the challenges that the industry uh, has had to navigate. You know, you've been in the thick of it with some of the biggest industry businesses globally. Um, and you've also been in different countries as well. So you understand the pace and ebb and flow of uh, how insurance navigates through the local markets, both domestically and internationally. How does an individual with that experience suddenly wake up one morning and you go, you know what, I'm going to go and disrupt the market and do it differently? Yeah, no, look, it's um, what I would say, like... Um I would call my journey an accidental journey almost. So as you said, I've worked in many global insurance companies and I've been in very, very senior roles. But one of the things that always struck me was the lack of adoption of technology in our industry. And there's almost a cultural resistance to it. And we like to do things in a certain way, but we don't want to change. And it is, had always frustrated me. And so when I got an opportunity to build a digital business for AIG at the time called Blackboard. I was super excited about it and, you know, really learned how technology and data and, and that discipline around data can make such a big difference in how we deliver uh, insurance. And um, But when Blackboard was discontinued with AIG because of the pandemic and all sorts of other reasons, you know, me and my team, we found ourselves obviously disappointed by our venture not continuing. And we said, you know what, we, we know what we're doing. I got a lot of calls from brokers saying, hey, Serena, we really saw the transformative business that you're building. Why would you not go out and do it on your own? And so a team of 14 people, so myself and 13 other team members, we got together and we formed a join. Our mission is really we want to turn insurance into a joyful experience. It's a play on words. Our name is join. You know, it's a, an insurance you want to join forces with. 
but also we want to turn insurance into a joyful experience. And so it was kind of accidental that we ended up being entrepreneurs. Uh, and now I have to tell you, I, I just love it. I love building my own business. It is such a difference compared to working for large corporations. So, Sarana, could you tell us about JOIN, J-O-Y-N? Yeah, thanks, uh, Justin. Yeah, so the name, uh, it is spelled J-O-Y-N, and it really plays on two, uh, plays to two words, JOIN, so an insurance that you want to join forces with, but also the word JOY, meaning that we want to transform insurance into a joyful experience. And you'll also see in our logo, our logo is actually Big Heart, um, which brings, you know, some warmth. There's some female touch in that <laughs> as well. And, and, but it's the two colors, which also talks about joining forces. That's fantastic to hear. Not just that it's great that you've started this journey, but you are a female leader in the insurance industry. And we don't have many female leaders running insurance businesses. It's always been a male-dominated industry, and, and that's changing. But it's fantastic that you know, you've taken that learnings and then you've entered a space and are transforming that space, transforming from a technology point of view, but from a leadership point of view. You know, yeah. we could probably count on one hand the female leaders that we've got running insurance businesses globally. It's very few. Yeah. Um, and you are now running an insurance business, you know, with global aspirations. And one of the transformative elements is empowerment um, and, and social good. Uh, and I think, therefore, it's, you know, that's one of the top topics today uh, across the globe has consistency. And therefore, I think a lot of the folk on the podcast would be really interested to know how do you feel in that position and what sort of messages would you put out there for you know folk that would look at a business and go wow it's a male-dominated industry but Serena's actually broken the mold here and as part of that transformation she's really leading the charge does that yeah. make sense yeah no totally totally no uh, thank you that's a, you know a very thoughtful question and it is very interesting you know we are a very male-dominated um, industry, particularly as you get, you know, more senior in the roles. And and quite frankly, I call my journey accidental again. I think that's the common thread in my career because when I entered the insurance industry, I never really had the aspiration to be a CEO because there was just, you know, there was no other role models that I could look up to and say, hey, I want to be like her one day. So I just didn't think it was possible. And throughout my career, though, I was fortunate enough that I was given opportunities in, in my life uh, to, to take on leadership roles. I also had the courage to take on those opportunities. So I think that's really something very important for uh, young uh, females that go into the industry, take opportunities that come your way, have the courage to do it. Um, and it's again, it's a sort of a common theme, you know, getting an opportunity, but then have the courage to do it, which is the same that happened to me with Join in a lot of ways. I had, the, I had that opportunity to build my own company, but I could have gone the traditional route and taken on a CEO role again, but I had the, I, you know, I had the courage to do it, which is, by the way, it's, a, it's, a, it's not for the faint of hearts, building your own company. And so what I will say is the way I look at it is like, um, you know, I was fortunate enough, but I hope that I can be an inspiration 
for other young females that are coming into the industry and say, hey, you know what, it is possible uh, to, um, you know, move your way up through the industry. I'm, you know, we are very diverse in our work uh, force, even for a young company. And, and, you know, we're 27 employees, but we have a very diverse background of our employees, um, be, be it, you know, um, gender, but being all sorts of interest. Uh, we have different nationalities for some of our, And so I really believe in that diversity of thought. You know, so it's not just the gender, but it's the complete, it's just the diversity of thought. And we live that at join every day. And, um, you know, being a female and a, and a mother, maybe I'm more sensitive to some of these things as well. <laughs> but, uh, and I can only encourage young females to just jump into the industry, take, take the opportunity. And, and, uh, this industry has just so much to offer in terms of career from any sort of background. So, you know, and we're sort of the best kept secret in a lot of ways too, because we look boring from the outside, but I think we're a pretty exciting industry. And I, I always joke with people and I was just interviewing someone uh, yesterday and he said, you know, if I were to join, join, this would mean that I would stay in the insurance industry. And I said to the person, well, don't you know the secret? Once you're in that industry, you're stuck. You can't get out because it kind of gets under your skin. Um, so that's how I feel about our industry, and I feel there's tremendous opportunity, um, and there's tremendous opportunity for females. Just take them when they come your way, and also seek them out. Very good. Well, yeah, no, I agree with uh, everything you've said there, Serena. I mean, this is, what, 36 years now I've been in this industry. It's not just under my skin, it's in my blood now as well. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great industry, and, it, you know, there you are innovating and transforming and you know demonstrating to the market and and external to the market that females have an opportunity to really lead from the front and be impactful and make change and i just think that's absolutely fantastic and is certainly one of the top points of conversation when I, when i speak globally to ceos of insurance businesses is really being able to embrace talent and the opportunity that that, that talent provides for, for transforming the industry, hence, hence why my first question. So let's now talk about that transformation. You've written a number of articles that have been published around your platform and how you've used technology to really transform certain parts of the insurance sector and the certain profit pools that you're focused on. I think our listeners would like to understand, particularly those that perhaps don't know insurance to the same degree that we do, um, why have you selected the particular part of the insurance value chain that, that you have? And how has that translated to activity in the US market? And then my third part of that is, how are you able to compete, if not lead, from the, the sort of conventional carriers that exist in, in your domestic market? Yeah. So, you know, when we looked at the insurance market in the US, um, it is, you know, a huge marketplace, obviously. Everybody needs insurance. Nothing works without insurance. But the, there's so many pain points in the whole purchasing process. And those pain points are, you know, the, the customers impacted, the brokers are impacted, as well as you know, the underwriters delivering the product are impacted. And, but these pain points uh, can really be solved through uh, technology, 
data as well as the right uh, mindset or the right company culture. And so what we've done at Join, we've embarked on really saying, hey, how do we leverage, how do we build the technology, how do we create a data environment and create the right culture to address all, all these industry pain points. And so we're not, what you see out there is, you know, a lot of insurtechs are focused on a, a small customer segment or a particular um, step in the value chain. Uh, the, a lot of the insurtechs are focused on, on per, personal lines or at the small end of commercial lines. We're really coming in right above that. So we're sort of unique in that uh, sense. So we're focused on the low end of small commercial business and middle market business. And that's kind of that, that marketplace we've identified as being in incredibly underserved. Um, and not a lot of insure techs are really focused on it. And so what we've done is we've redesigned, re-engineered, I would say, the whole insurance process and really enabled it with technology so that um, you have a more digital experience, which is what you would expect today, but the industry just haven't, haven't done that, hasn't done that yet. You know, that marketplace, to come to, to, to come to your question around competition, I mean, this marketplace is so big, it's so highly fragmented. We're not really bumping up against, you know, the big uh, industry names because the marketplace is so highly fragmented. Well, you, you, you talk about that you've developed, um, in, in one article that I read, you talk about you've developed a, a state-of-the-art technology platform to solve the pain points. C could you describe several of those yeah. pain points and also why you believe you have this state-of-the-art platform? Yeah, yeah. So one, we have um, our mindset. You know, I said to the team, look, if we have an opportunity to build a company from scratch, which is just like, like we feel so lucky to be able to do that. We can't apply um, the same mindset as we've had in large companies. We really need to apply sort of a 10x mindset saying, how does our technology and our data environment allow us to do things 10 times better than the rest of the industry? So the best way to look at this is when you look at a, an underwriter in, this, in our target space, they write about two million of premium per annum. And we said, how do we empower them to write 20 million of premium a year? So something unheard of. And when I first kind of floated that idea with the team, they went like, that's, wow, that's crazy. But that's, you know, you have to really push your thinking to that sort of level in order to be truly transformative. So that's a really important notion. We apply that across the value chain. So how does this translate um, into day-to-day? -day? I'll give you some example. So when a broker, so this business is 100% intermediated, so the brokers will send you a submission. And when the broker sends a submission, 50% of the time, they don't even hear back from the carrier. Um, so it just kind of gets lost in the submission black hole. At Join, we have built automated intake capabilities. So what happens is the submission comes in the door, we acknowledge all submissions within 24 hours, and... Um, we automatically in, ingest all the data that's in that submission, and we actually bounce that data off, the submission data off third-party data sources. So we will validate the submission information, but we will also augment the submission information with a lot more details than is typically included. 
So that means that our underwriters have more risk insights, so they get a lot more data that they can analyze. But also we actually go back and share the third-party data that we pulled with the broker. So then they can go back to the insured and say, hey, this is how Join looks at your risks and they can see it at a very granular level. So that's just one example. Another example is, it just shows you how archaic our industries, when, how they operate. But when you bind a policy, it takes typically 30 days for the paperwork, you know, for the policy to, to go to the broker and then the broker has to check in and they actually outsource the checking because 50% of the policies that are issued have some clerical errors and have to be returned. And, and so it's a very cumbersome process and the client obviously doesn't have contract certainty until they have the policy in their hands. So at JOIN, we've automated policy issuance. So when you bind, you get the policy issued right away. So you have it in your hands and it's, you know, error free because it's system generated. So those are just a couple of examples that I can give you that really how our technology helps transform the experience. So you're saving brokers time, effort. Yep. Uh, you're also helping them scale, uh, see a larger premium opportunity um, and also give them a great customer experience yeah absolutely and it does reduce their you know their eno as well which is something they're always concerned about um so um yeah and you know the feedback from the broker community has just been nothing but very positive because they're looking for this digital experience and and they need and they're looking to increase their roi and 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 so join is really able to do that for them. So so how do you scale, Sarina? Because if you know you've really hit the holy grail here and you're providing all of those efficiencies for the broken community, you can't afford to stand still and, and you've really got the world is your oyster. So what does scale look like for join? Yeah, so the technology is really how we are able to scale, right? So the, it, it, there's such operating leverage built into that technology because of that 10x mindset that we don't need to throw resources at the problem like what the typical insurance industry does. So if you want to grow, you need to add people. We just need to continue to increase the level of automation. And so we, uh, so the way to scale is by just signing up more distribution partners, right? And then we let, you know, the submissions run, it's being run through the machine, so to speak, right? right. And we're adding, you know, we have in terms of distribution, I'm obviously adding products, but in terms of distribution, you know, we deal with the large global brokers, with the regionals, with the national brokers, but we also have alternative distribution where you API directly into, you know, these distribution sources. And so it's basically our machine will then automatically take care of the volume that comes our way. It's not like this day one, but we, you know, as we continue to evolve and build out the technology, the level of automation increases and the, the amount of business we can handle continues to increase significantly. So it's a, it's a really great operating leverage. It's just such a different mindset than, you know, from a traditional insurance company. Right. Yeah. And, and how do you then scale join into other countries and regions? Because clearly the technology <laughs> is a domestic platform, but you know the broker experience, the broker issues that you're fixing are global issues. Right. Um, so, so really the opportunity has to be for some form of 
global dominance there, Sarayana. The opportunities, <laughs> the opportunity to, you know, if I was a broker listening to this today, I'd say, wow, you can give me 10x on you know, yesterday's premium and you're going to make things faster and my experience better, you know, where do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say we got to, you know, we got to walk before we run. Uh, and so, you know, we are focused on the US, but you're absolutely right. You know, what we're solving can be applied basically in any country. Uh, we haven't got any plans yet to go international. That doesn't mean we don't have the ambition one day to do that. But right now we're really focused on the US, you know, adding states by the end of the year or by, sorry, by the end of the second quarter, we should be operating on a national scale. Uh, we're adding, you know, products. We are in three products today, but we're going to add cyber uh, employment practices, liability and equipment breakdown. So that's kind of how we're thinking about the scale in the first place and just focused on the US marketplace. And then we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if you were to look back and think, okay, you know, I've had, a, as you said, I've had a super experience um, and now we're heading into US-wide coverage. Um, I want to take some of the learnings from the past. What would you not do again? You know, my, my direct learning is really related to when we did our first InsureTech. I think we, we, we added people too quickly. Uh, we had sort of a little bit too much of a big company mindset. And now we're these scrappy startup that just, stra you know, cash strapped. <laughs> and so you're really pushing your thinking a lot harder than when you are funded by, you know, by a, a large uh, capital pool. Um, so be very thoughtful around, you know, when you add resources. I think that's uh, something and pay a lot of attention to your culture as you grow. You don't want to grow too fast. You want to be very thoughtful uh, around it. Uh, but that would be my biggest lesson learned. What I will tell you is because we have such a, we were a small, actually one of our data scientists, he said that to me, said to me, Serena, it's amazing how much you can get done with fewer people, how much more you can get done, which is just not how you large corporations think about it but and that's very true and i can only give that as advice to anybody just keep pushing your thinking your 10x think, thinking not just in terms of product underwriter productivity but anything you do um it's amazing what you can get done and it's also amazing what you can get done when people work very well together and they share the same passion so that's one of the things that reunites my team is we share that passion for wanting to transform the industry and leave it in a better place. And, and so those are great uh, recipes for success. Let's talk a little bit about then the investment, um, you know, how you actually work with the investment community, because as startups know, and, and to your point, it's a bit of a roller coaster experience, you know, stepping out there, from the safety net of, um, you know, a large commercial enterprise to suddenly you're on your own and you don't know whether that parachute cord is going to work or not. Uh, and, and you may not even have a backup parachute, but you're out there, you know, you're bringing folk in, you're building this platform, um, you're changing the way in which uh, brokers are, are doing business. You know, you, you are really innovating, but, but it costs to do that. Um, and the cost of capital, whilst may well be lower than we've seen f for, for many years, 
uh, still, you've still got some taskmasters that are external to join who say, hey, Serena, you know, when's the return coming or how much more would you like or what does good look like for us? So I know that when we talk to private equity, when LEK have that conversation with our private equity clients and venture capital clients, you know, the pressure on, on some parts of that com- conversation and that investment thesis uh, for a return is quite profound. And, and I don't think it's getting any less. It's certainly getting more demanding for businesses today. So have you been able to balance um, your style of operating, your expectation of where join's going and that of the supporters that you have around you from a financial point of view? Yeah, yeah. No, great question. So one, you know, it is a roller coaster ride. I have to agree with you. And you definitely have a lot more sleepless nights. Um, and that's been my experience. And uh, just to go back, when we, when we founded Join, you know, and the 14 people that we got together, we didn't have the investors lined up, nor did we have the balance sheet lined up because we're an MGA. So we needed a balance sheet and reinsurance. And, but I was so passionate about wanting to do this, so I put in my own money. And I have to tell you, the first time that you know we paid the salaries of the 14 people, that was my my money, and it felt very different than you know when you're when you're uh, you know in a large organization, you just get your your salary every month. And um, I spoke to a lot of investors. For us, it was very very important that we get the right investors that share the same passion um, that you know um, are in it for the long term and 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 we had a lot of interest in us we ended up actually making an interesting decision and went with serious point as our strategic investor because they could provide both the balance sheet as well as the capital to get us started and so they've been our own investor so far and they have been absolutely great partners they got us launched um, they helped us secure the reinsurance that provides us with longevity. They provide, you know, intellectual uh, input in our build. And so they've been great partners. Now, having said that, we are about to embark on our Series B fundraising. And so I'm starting to talk to a lot of investors about uh, what we've accomplished. But I feel very good about um our prospects won, but also you're right, you know, once you get all these investors in, you get obviously a lot of pressure of delivery, but I feel very good about our ability to deliver because my team has just such a track record of execution and delivering. And, you know, we are so far ahead in terms of our tech build uh, relative to the life cycle of our company. So we're in a pretty good, we're in a really good place. I feel very good about um not only for us to continue to deliver on what we set out to do, but also our ability to track the investors. That's fantastic. Well, of course, LEK would love to help you on that journey of talking to investors because that's what we do day in and day out, as well as talking to startups and larger organisations as well. But I, but I think that's that's you know really very cool, Sarina, and it's great that you're so far advanced on on your journey. Uh, and I think it's admirable and, and certainly um, really insightful um, when you talk about, you know, funding the journey yourself at the outset. Um, you know, many, many, many uh, startups go through that pain process, but 
um, you're right. You have to feel the burn yourself to really truly yeah. truly appreciate um, the joy, I guess. And and uh, you know, not wanting to plug join, but there you go, joy. The joy <laughs> of, of thinking, yeah, of thinking I'm actually doing this myself for myself and everyone around me. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a very rewarding experience um and i would encourage more people to do it it's not for as i said before i mentioned it's not for the faint of heart right it requires a different mindset but it's also a super rewarding experience that's great well look we're, we're going to wrap this up now so if there was a, a couple of thoughts from you Sarina, on how you see the next 12 to 24 months for join um you know what what your immediate and sort of near-term priorities are and then perhaps some closing thoughts from you around my last point which is sustainability and the reason i ask you about sustainability is because again from a technology point of view everybody you know talks about technology moving to a sort of green platform and all that you do being in a sort of sustainable process and also making commitments for climate change as well. Um, is this something that, you know, from an investment, a investor point of view and a CEO point of view, you also embed into the way in which you work? People find that a very important and impactful point, especially, you know, the, the, the younger folk who want to join uh, businesses that are startups and value what's going on externally. Yeah. So in terms of your first question, you know, we will continue to just execute on our roadmap, adding product states, uh, technology capabilities, uh, onboarding more broker as well as brokers and agents, and we're adding alternative distribution. Just continue to deliver on the joint promise and our value proposition. Uh, so that's for the journey for the next uh, 12 months. In terms of your ESG question, I mean, you know, something that's very near and dear to my heart. You know, being a startup, you feel like you're actually so much more ESG friendly already. You know, we don't have office location. We don't have paper. <laughs> it's completely virtual environment. Uh, it has not come up with any of the investor conversations, but it's something that we are totally want to embrace and, and will embrace. And it's almost, you know, feels like second nature to us as an organization, just the way we were formed and, and how we think about it. And it's just so different, you know, again, to a, you know, if you're a large corporation with a big footprint, it just, it's so much harder, you know, to get to that, to commit to ESG goals and, and so on versus, you know, for us, we're 100% virtual. As I said, it's just a different type, um, type of approach and we can build it in from the very beginning as we, as we, um, we can build in that thinking from the very beginning as we build out our organization. So, you know, I feel like we're in a good place. Maybe if I can leave you with one last thought as a startup, I will tell you another comparison to my previous lives in big corporation. Every day really matters. It's just so much more. Every day is so important. Every day really matters. And every single team member really, really matters. So you have to choose your people wisely. And, um, and that's kind of one of the key things I learned. Fantastic. Well, uh, you're absolutely glowing with everything to do with join. And it's been a, it's been a, <laughs> A real pleasure um, to have this conversation with you, Sarina. Um, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know that uh, everybody, I hope that everybody that will listen to the podcast um, 
will also take inspiration from you uh, as a, uh, a an impactful and insightful, a thoughtful, charismatic as well, um, a, a global female leader that is really transforming the insurance industry uh, and, and looking to make a real difference. Thank you very much, Sarina. Thanks, Justin. It's, it's been great to see you again. Likewise. All right. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us today at the Insight Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting. Links to resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes. Please subscribe or follow for future episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we encourage you to submit your suggestions for future insights online at lek.com.